0: If I ever said I'm never scared, just know I mean it. If I ever said I fuck your bitch, just know I mean it. Uh, And if I ever said I'm getting money, just know I mean it. Uh, And oh Lord, oh Lord knows, He knows I mean it. Uh, Yeah. Oh. Yeah, boys and girls. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the I Mean It podcast with your boy, Bo Sivas. Whether you're listening to me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, your SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, uh, watching us on the Revolution Network, on YouTube, on the Rumble, on uh, whatever the hell it is, Find us on Twitter, find us on uh, True Social, wherever you're finding us, however you're finding us. Thanks for being here. Thanks for tuning in. Um the newest episode of the Bastards of Babylon, episode two, is up on the Revolution Network on all those channels, all those networks. Go check it out. Your best experience is going to be on to watch it on YouTube or on Rumble for sure. Uh, that way you get the uh, video and audio of our idiocy all at the same time. You got to get it all, baby. It's an all-in-one package. You got to get it. All, all the stupidity wrapped up into one. <laughs> But, man, we're having a lot of fun with that, that's for sure. Uh, And Longhorn's been putting out, you know, a lot of great content on uh, the Football Freedom Show. I mean, the guy's got the draft thing on on lockdown. Uh, The dude does a lot of work. He works really hard at it. You know, he's a pretty competitive guy. He's gotten a lot better at it. You know, when we first started... He made some pretty questionable talent evaluations uh, and I've busted his balls and I, as I am apt to do for years about it, uh, but that drove him to be the awesome talent, value that, talent evaluator that he is today. <laughs> but uh, you guys know how I get down. I get down from the numbers side, which means to me, talent evaluation is, you know, most guys are by definition average and they're not going to last very long, so... What I like to do is focus in on the numbers and um, kind of how we project them to play out and how Vegas projects them to play out. And more importantly, how you can make some money over it. So we've got our teams locked in. We're going to bet the unders on. We're not going to give them away here uh, to pay clients at the Football Glory Hole. They will get them. And we fly out to Vegas and probably in July and put that down. Uh, we'll be letting them know. So if you want to get those, Go to thefootballgloryhole.com and subscribe, and you will get those. Last year, we went 9-4-1, and one, and we got 14 teams on their season total over-under. 9-4-1 on those 14 teams, so pretty damn good to get five units in before the season ever even kicks off. That If you do any kind of football gambling at all, you know that's kicking some fucking ass right there. So what I thought I would do for the next few episodes of the I Mean It podcast is break down Division by division, the over-under totals are out. Uh, Some game uh, lines are out. Actually, all the game lines are out. And we'll just start with the AFC West and break it down from kind of what the numbers say, what Vegas is saying, and kind of overall what the projection looks like, at least in my opinion. Uh, We'll start with the AFC West. We'll Or, sorry, the NFC West. And we'll start with the Arizona Cardinals, those fighting circus midgets. Oh, man, they... Last year, they won 11 games. They won 11 games. They had a really great season. Uh, And we'll kind of track the over-unders for every team starting from 2017. That's where my database starts from. And why do we go back to 2017? It's because the over-under totals in Vegas are like a marketplace, like anything else in Vegas. And what Vegas does is they adjust year to year because they want it to basically kind of go back and forth. Right, So you win some, lose some, they win. right? As long as you're winning 50-50, they're fucking winning, baby, because they're taking that vigorish, and that's just how they get down. So if you look back 2017, the Cardinals pushed, next year under, next year pushed, next year over, and then last year over, so two overs in a row. Uh, So that's pretty good success there for the Cardinals. Now this year, they will be favored in 10 out of 17 games, as I've got it projected. And that equals out to about 9.1 wins, something like that. And then if you look at our historical data, where we have them landing in our power rankings, so the way we break our power rankings down, wherever you finish, I've also charted what your win percentage is in that bracket. And that is how we kind of historically slot you. And it's pretty goddamn accurate. I'll tell you that. Um, they, I've got them finishing the 53% win Percentile, so that gives them nine wins, right? By historical data, right on the nine point one that basically Vegas is expecting them to get. Uh, Their over under is nine. Like I said, by Vegas's own lines of projection of the lines, you know they're going to win about nine point one games. That's how Vegas could, like I said, they're going to set it right at that fucking mark. I think it's fair. I think I'll say nine on that. Um, You know, they pretty much performed right on where their Pythagorean theorem said they would last year. That's a really good indicator from – it's not a good indicator during the year, like how a team's kind of running, because that number can change drastically from quarter to quarter. When I say quarter, I mean quarter of the season, obviously. Um, But when it's all said and done, what it is a really good indicator of is if you outperformed your Pythagorean theorem – one year, you're going to regress the next year. And then vice versa, if you underperform, you should see a nice tick up. So they were pretty much right on it with that 11 wins. The nine is what Vegas is expecting. I, like I said, looking at their schedule, looking at the matchups and looking at the games that will be and will not be favored in, I say nine's fair. I think the nine and eight is probably a good record for the Cardinals. Um, Again, just my opinion. Moving on, San Francisco, those 49ers. So looking at their trend line, 2017, they went over. 18 under, then over, and then under. You see a pattern yet? See how this kind of fucking works? Yeah. Vegas is really good at this. Uh, Then last year, they pushed. So they were projected to go 10 wins. They won exactly 10 wins last year. Uh, This year, they're over-unders, 10 again. So Vegas is kind of in a holding pattern on them. And then what I've learned from that is basically – Vegas is expecting, you know, obviously the same amount, but they're not either going to be – they don't think the market is going to be bullish or bearish on a team for whatever reason, and I think the reason on this team is because you don't really know who the quarterback's going to be. If they knew who the quarterback was going to be, I think you'd see this uh, win total move uh, a game here, a game there, at least a half a game for sure, uh, depending on who the quarterback was going to be. Now, they're going to be favored as – now, this is what Jimmy G started. They're going to be favored in 11 out of 17 games. If you take that, add all that together, that equals about nine and a half wins. So about a half a game under where Vegas put their over under, which means Vegas is actually a little bit you know, optimistic on it because probably the market's going to be a little bit optimistic. If you get the Trey Lance in there, right, it's always the new quarterback, always the new shiny thing. Uh, if you've listened to FGH, you already know that. And we told you, you know, uh, last year with Trevor's, Trevor Lawrence being a rookie, putting their over-under total at nine and a, or six and a half was insane, like literally insane. He got drafted by the worst team in football. He's a rookie. And yet now he's going to win six more games than they won the year before. The fuck out of here. That was never going to fucking happen. That was never going to happen. So you really just got to pay attention to, where Vegas is kind of leading that market and the, the, you know, the kind of foolish hope of the new quarterback and not that they're always, I mean, some quarterbacks come in and do really well, obviously, or at least, you know, their second year pop or whatever, but Vegas is always, always, always going to lead with an optimistic market towards the young quarterback because fans are going to bet their team to go over when they got new hope, right? They've, everyone in San Francisco has seen Jimmy G. They've seen what he is. They've seen what he can do. And he's a good quarterback. Right, He is an above-average NFL starter by every fucking metric imaginable, period. Is that good enough to win you a Super Bowl? I mean, for like 80% of a game, of a Super Bowl game it was, right? And Mahomes make two throws, and all of a sudden, they fucking lose. Is that Jimmy G's fault? No, but he did miss the throw. He did miss the throw that would have won them the football game. Does Trey Lance make that throw? Hell, I don't know. Um... You know, at this point of his career, no. But maybe one day, maybe, maybe. But anyway, with uh, there's no adjustment from their Pythagorean theorem, they were they were right on another team that is exactly on it. If Jimmy G is a starter, if Jimmy G is a starter, I actually have a projection up for them just because their schedule is a little bit um, more conducive this year to wins than it was last year. You got a couple of uh, spots that are. Uh, tougher opponents in softer positions in the schedule. So with that adjustment, I actually have them going 12 and 5. If Jimmy G is the starter all year and if he stays healthy, those are two pretty big fucking ifs. Either way, I wouldn't bet this team either way over or under. Again, I wouldn't bet Arizona over or under. So sorry, I forgot to mention that. So these are two no bets for me, but I do like San Francisco to, you know, win 10 to 12 games somewhere around in there. So basically you're looking at push or over is the way I have it played. But again, we will see about the quarterback. We will see. Speaking of quarterbacks, uh, Seattle, they're up next. Their quarterback's gone, right? Their Russell Wilson is gone. Now somebody wants to say, well, you got to throw out all the history, right? Just throw out all the numbers. You got to throw everything out. Wrong. Wrong. You never throw out the numbers. You never throw out history. All you do is adjust for the, you know, new players that are in there, and especially you got to adjust for the quarterback. That counts more than anything. So if you look back at Seattle, uh, over-under history, 2017 under, 18 over, 19 over, 20 over. They were on a hell of an overrun last year. Their over-under was 9.5. They finally went under, went to 7. Their over-under this year is six. Now you might be thinking, well, of course, you know, Russell Wilson didn't play most of last year. Of course they went under. Yeah, well, he ain't playing at all this year. And they're only expecting them to win one less game. No, boys and girls, this is going to be a really good bet. And I'll tell you why. they outperformed their Pythagorean theorem more than I think I've ever seen a team perform the Pythagorean, outperformed the Pythagorean At least since I've been tracking it, I've never seen a team outperform it more uh, to get to that seven wins was a huge bag of goods uh, from what they were. And there's just no way they're going to get anywhere close, even if Russell Wilson was there. I mean, this this is probably an eight-win team, even with Russ. Even with Russ, it's probably an eight-win team. So you think that that pumpkin pie haircutter freak, Drew Locke, is only two wins less than Russ? Well, by the numbers, he's about... Uh shit, if I did off the top of my head, six, and then... Yeah, he's about almost three wins worse. Three wins worse. So now you're looking at four. And if you go through and do all the numbers, you know, they're only going to be favored in four games this year out of 13. So that puts them right on about six and a half wins. You know, our power rankings put them at about six and a half wins. So that actually shades to the over by all the numbers. However, like I said that Pythagorean theorem being so bloated and so inflated, they're going to – even if Russ was there, they're going to come back down the other way. I got this team winning four games. I got them going 4-13. they They'd be the worst teams in football. Um, you know, unless Baker shows up, there'll be a take-up from that. If Baker shows up from week one, then I wouldn't feel as strongly about betting them on the under. If he shows up in week four – I'm good. I'm still good. Like, you know, now he only has whatever that is, uh, 13 games to make a difference. He's got to simulate to a new team, new system, all that kind of stuff. I'm fine. They'll they'll get a little juice out of that, but I like Seattle to go under at four and 13. That is for sure. Uh, Moving on to the last team, the Rams, Super Bowl champion, LA Rams, 2017. uh, They went over. 18 over, 19 under, 20 over, and 21 over. They have been kicking Vegas's ass. They have been whipping Vegas harder than Joe Biden whips his nurse lady with dirty fucking diapers. Like, just, just shit. I'll shit on these walls, Ray. They've been shitting all over them. <laughs> Oh, they did slightly outperform their Pythagorean theorem last year. Uh, man, they got pretty hot there at the end. They got really fucking lucky in the playoffs. Really fucking lucky. Um, if that kid doesn't drop that pick in San Francisco, you're talking about Jimmy G going to two Super Bowls. But, you know, if if some butts were candies and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas or some shit like that, so – It is what it is. They were a very good football team. I think they're still going to be a very good football team. Vegas does, too. They're going to have them favored in 12 or so out of 17 games. You put all that together, that's 10 wins. Uh, If you look at where our power rankings will have them ranked, they're going to be right in that 70% win percentile, something like that. That's 12 wins, um, which is exactly what they won last year. So I will take a slight regression from that. I don't think they quite get the twelve again. It's really, really hard to repeat. The last team to do it was the uh, was the 0203 Patriots. It was Brady. One of those is 2030304 something like that. Either way, he's the only one to do it, and he's the fucking goat. And Matt Stafford is not. And again, they did get quite lucky there at the end. So, but they are going to be a really good football team. I think they win eleven games. Uh, that's a slight under on that. I'm not gonna call that a best bet, but or sorry, slight over they're over unders ten and a half. Yeah, they're over under ten and a half. Vegas is basically telling you they're gonna win ten. Uh, our numbers are saying they're gonna win twelve. I'll split the baby on that and go 11. So slightly over on them uh, to go 11 and six. So recap that division. San Francisco, if Jimmy G is healthy and if Jimmy G is a starter, I like them to win the division at twelve and five. Rams eleven and six, Arizona nine and eight, and Seattle bringing up that ass baby four and thirteen. They are fucking garbage. Anyway, uh, I'll bring you a different division with each new episode. We're gonna break it down like that. Uh, I'm gonna number whip you to death and uh, just kind of give you the history of, you know, what these teams have been doing, and hopefully you kind of start to see, like I said, that pattern where teams go up and down and up and just like stocks, right? It's just like stocks when stocks get overrated. That's the time to sell. You sell them out, right? Because you're selling at the peak. And then when they dip back down, that's when you buy, right? So when Vegas, when the marketplace hits bottom, man, that's when you're buying. You might think, well, Seattle, that would be their lowest over-under total in over a decade. Wouldn't that be bottom? We ain't seen the bottom in Seattle yet. I'm gonna tell you that right now. We have not seen the bottom in Seattle yet with their current arrangement. Now, again, if Baker Mayfield comes, you know, that's a, That's definitely an improvement over Drew Locke. Now, it's not the improvement that Russell Wilson is, it's about half that, it's about a game and a half. So, you're looking at seven to five and a half, and as opposed to seven to four. So, it'd be dicey, it'd be dicey to bet the under, but again, that's through 17 games, and he won't be there week one because uh, pretty sure Deshaun Watson's about to get suspended for we'll see how long probably about four weeks, probably about four weeks. Um, uh, but we'll see, we'll see how that works out and we'll see if Baker, you know, he could be a little crybaby bitch and say, you know what? Fuck you. I'm not going in the game. I don't care. He could, he could, he's got it in him. He has got it in him. I promise you. Uh, I promise you that. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, that is it for this episode of I mean it. I hope you learned something again. Recap the vision, San Francisco, Contingent Jimmy G twelve and five Rams eleven to six Arizona nine and eight Seattle four and twelve best bet of the division Seattle under under the six wins grab it now while you can it is going to go down it is gonna go fucking down it will not sit at six if they if they stay the way they are it'll probably take down about five and a half that's probably about as low as it's gonna go and you know that's kind of dicey territory but still like it there Um, I like it in anything. Basically over five, so. But best bet, Seattle Seahawks under the six wins. Sorry, Seahawks fans, it's time for you uh, to suck again, like you did the whole time I was gro- the whole time I was growing up. You fucking sucked. You're gonna suck again. Welcome to the bottom, shit stains. <laughs>